Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, my beautiful artist friends. I hope you're having a great week. I am excited to talk with you this week about a very hot button topic, and that is dealing with rejection in the art world. So this is something, first of all, every artist has to deal with it. And I'm not joking, literally every artist, even the most famous and the most successful artist has dealt with in the past. And you know, um, very likely is still dealing with because nobody um, has artwork that literally everybody on the planet likes. So, um, you know, it's just inevitable. This is because even if you have, quote, made it in the art world, there will still be people, collectors, curators, and institutions that don't like your work for whatever reason. So because art is so personal and so preferential, um, there will there will always be someone who likes your work and somebody who does not. But honestly, it's not our concern to try to make everyone like our work because it's just not possible. However, it is our concern to be able to deal with rejection in a healthy way, which is my goal to help you with in this podcast episode. So what does rejection look like? It can look like not getting invited into a show you applied for, or not winning a prize in a competition. It can look like getting professionally ghosted. Maybe there was a great opportunity or you were talking with a gallery and they just never followed through. It could look like somebody telling you to your face that they don't like your work or that it's deficient in some way. This can be insidious in the art world, like people giving a backhanded compliment or just a feeling like the door is being slammed in your face or just being snubbed. Um, This is exacerbated by the way that the art world is run because artwork is sold on perceived value, which can encourage and breed a feeling of elitism within the art world. I also want to be clear that rejection like this is different than a helpful critique from somebody you respect and is also given respectfully that addresses what you could do to make your work better and stronger. I do not view this as rejection. I view this input as something that can help me reach new heights in my career. So what does rejection feel like? Well, it feels different depending on the situation, but I would say it's never a pleasant feeling. And if you internalize the circumstances of rejection, you can end up feeling not good enough, diminished and humiliated. I talked to several artists who actually gave up art for many years because of a particularly scarring experience of professional rejection. They ended up believing what negative things were told them and lost the heart to continue. And so I definitely don't want this to happen to you. 
and rejection is inevitable. It just is. So how do you deal with rejection that happens to you in your art career in a healthy way? I have a few suggestions for you. These are things that have helped me and, um, and I think that they'll help you too. And this is especially relevant because um, I had an experience of rejection over the weekend. I had entered a competition and um, somebody else won, a child won. <laughs> and it was very hard for me to kind of reconcile that. And, um, you know, somebody with no training, just because, just because the, uh, the curator preferred that look and, um, you know, it was hard for me to reconcile that, you know, years of training and, um, you know, I, I, I just had to, to deal with it. And I'm going to share with you the ways that I kind of deal with it. And this is especially true if you feel like the rejection was unfair or undeserved or like you really actually felt like you deserved this opportunity. Um, so number one in dealing with rejection Building up your own self-worth and self-respect. You are worthy of existing and taking up space in the world because you are here and alive right now. You can build up your own self-worth through positive affirmations, as cheesy as they sound, they really work, and journaling, and by treating yourself with respect. This includes keeping promises to yourself, being in alignment with your beliefs that you are worthy. The more you respect yourself, the higher your self-worth and self-esteem will soar and the less rejection will bother you because you are strong in yourself. Number two, not let your art career define who you are as a person. You are more than just an artist. You are first and foremost a human being and don't forget that. Art is a record of the human experience, your experience. You are not a machine. If you were making art that was like a machine, then you know who would need people to make it? You also have other important things going on in your life, like travel, friendships, relationships, family, your health, your other jobs, your hobbies, your spirituality. You are not only an art-making machine, you are uniquely you and can choose to make art with your time but you can also be creative at other things. And this is something that I had to learn too. Like your creativity is not limited to just painting. Like you have the creative power in all aspects of your life. And whatever you do, whatever you choose to do with your creative energy, that is part of your artistic creation. If instead you, you know, one day you decide to design interior design or um, maybe you get into fashion or whatever. Um, those are all valid artistic expressions as well. And if you enjoy those things, then, you know, you can pursue them because they are just as valid as fine art. Okay. Um, number three, believe in what you do, that your art has a bigger purpose. If you believe in your art, think it is beautiful and meaningful to you, and feel it is the best you can make, then other people's rejection won't mean as much because your art will feel like a calling. Number four, acknowledge the sting of rejection. You may never know the reason you were rejected, but you will inevitably feel a sting if it's something you wanted. 
You can acknowledge it and grieve the opportunity if it really means something to you. By fully processing the pain and crying if you need to, journaling out your feelings, you will be able to let it go and move forward. Number five, know that it may have absolutely nothing to do with your art or how good it is. Sometimes you are rejected because of things that have nothing to do with your art. Maybe a juror looks at your resume and they don't like the school you went to because of their own experiences. Maybe they are biased or prejudiced in some way. Maybe the person they chose instead is a close friend. Maybe they feel threatened by you in some way. Maybe somebody professionally ghosts you because there's an emergency they had to deal with. Everyone that rejects you is doing so from their own vantage point and life experience. I once had a professor telling me I should give up painting figures. I then realized that she had no figures in her work and was projecting her own feelings of insecurity onto me. You just have to let go of needing to know why. Number six, acknowledge that the person rejecting your art gets to have free will and make their own choices. For whatever reason, that person's vision did not align with yours and they made the choice to not include you. They are allowed to do that in the same way that you can choose who you would like to work with. You can respect their choice. Number seven, separate the roles you take on. I actually did a podcast all about this a few dozen episodes ago, all about creating the advocate persona for yourself who is separate from your artist persona, who applies to shows, writes proposals, and takes care of business, uh, protecting and caring for the sensitive artist within. The advocate is tough and knows that rejection is part of the game, but takes it on for the sake of representing the inner artist who she believes in. Number eight, seek creative solutions to the problems created by rejection in the art system. For instance, when I didn't like the fact that I couldn't control what artists that I showed with, I started putting together my own shows and inviting artists that I wanted to show with. Or maybe you aren't showing with a gallery yet. You can look for alternative spaces to get your work in front of potential collectors. Pretty soon, you'll be causing a stir and getting people to come to you. And that is very, I mean, people throughout history have done this. Um, Damien Hurst did this. He launched his first show and, you know, he didn't have gallery representation or anything, but he made a big show himself and he invited tons of people and he created a buzz. You know who else did this? It was the Impressionists. The Impressionists, you know, in Paris, they, uh, they were rejected by the Salon of the time. And so they created their own movement. And guess what? Impressionists are way more popular now. And they were such an important, you know, turning point in the art, art history. They're so, they're such a big part of history. And if they had never like stuck to their guns and created their own movement, because they were rejected by the salon traditions of the day, then, you know, we wouldn't have the Impressionists and they wouldn't be as well known. They believed in themselves enough to create their own thing. There are so many examples of this all throughout history. The Pre-Raphaelites are another great example of this. They created their own thing and it became more popular and more exciting than the establishment of the day. So, 
Um, yeah, seek creative solutions to the problems created by the elitism of the art world. So that's what I encourage you to do. And then number nine, don't give up. Just because it's stung to be rejected does not mean that you should stop. I've had many opportunities happen when I just didn't give up. For instance, I had to apply to graduate school three times. And the third time, I got in with a scholarship. If you want something bad enough, you will find a way because you know you deserve it. Sometimes the rest of the world just takes a little time to catch up. Um, yeah, and also I'll, I'll just uh, add, people don't know what you're capable of until you really show them. So if, you know, if you've been painting and you feel like your paintings are pretty good, but in your mind, you know you're capable of masterpieces, Nobody else out there knows you're capable of masterpieces until you show them, you know, your fullest vision. So you, sometimes you have to show people like what you're capable of before they'll see you in a different light. Number 10, know that you will succeed no matter what, despite any rejection that happens. The rise and fall of your artistic career is only up to one person, you, which is good news and also challenging news. It's exciting because the sky is the limit. Who you work with, what contests you win may change and shift. Galleries may close, curators retire, but you will always be there for yourself to express your vision and find opportunities that align with the vision you have for yourself. So those are my 10 tips for how to, how to deal with rejection. Um, you know, the really... The bottom line is not to outsource your self-worth to other people, to institutions, to other people's opinions of you. That's really the bottom line um, because you, you have to really have a vision for yourself and have a clear self-concept of your own work and the career you want to have. And you just really have to believe in that and make choices that align with that. And eventually people will see that as well people will start seeing you the way that you see yourself. So make sure to see yourself in the way that you hope to be seen. All right, I sound like Yoda right now. <laughs> um, that's all I have for you guys today. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, I am still doing uh, individual artist coaching. If you're interested in that, you can just send me a message. The details are in the show notes. And I hope you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me, to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.